0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN TV. Download the SGPN TV app. It's available on Roku, Amazon, and Apple TV. And welcome in to the fantasy football podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host Justin Bruni. Uh, Justin Bruni, excuse me, get my own it, na- oh, my own name out. Joining me tonight, as always, is Mr. Andrew Rob, the TD King. How are we doing, sir?
1: Fantastic! Another uh, great week of football fantasy was good. Betting was good. So uh yeah, man, I'm I'm riding a good Sunday today.
0: Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good after fantasy. Not so much on the betting. Had some picks uh, go sour and some of the bigger tickets I had came a little bit close to making my money back we'll see how this last game goes here got the uh the buccaneers and the chiefs on right now live got the uh the buccaneers and the over in this one the over's looking good not so much on the buccaneer side of things so we'll see how much i can get whipped back into shape here uh but yeah fantasy was pretty solid avoiding some key injuries made some key starts off of injuries as well we'll kind of get into that as we go through our recaps here We are just going to be going from game to game, giving our instant reaction and analysis from player production, how to act for week five, how to act for the rest of the season, whether we're stashing players, dropping them, uh, looking to trade, buy, sell, etc. So we're just going to get right into it here. Uh, We're going to go in uh, reverse order uh, that the games were finished in. So the last game uh, that was uh, off the clock was the Raiders and the Broncos had the Raiders coming away with a 32-23 victory, their first win of the year. Kind of milk and duds for uh, Derek Carr today, less than 200 passing yards, yikes, no interceptions, but also no touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson played a lot better than we've seen him play in the previous weeks uh, to start the season. So people can definitely feel a little bit better about him going forward. But looks like they may be losing Javante Williams for some time. That's going to create a a pretty big buy situation, I think, for Melvin Gordon. Whether you're trying to target him off a of waivers, probably not likely that he's available there. Or you know, people go, looking to maybe grab him in a trade because obviously, you know, it's going to be his ship uh, here for a little bit. Um, Josh Jacobs, not really overreacting to this production. I think there's going to be highs and lows weeks for Jacobs. This was obviously his best week thus far the season, probably going to be his best production day of the year. So, you know, if you're interested in selling there, don't hate it. Uh, and then when we got to the receivers of the Broncos, pretty even split between Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Uh, Andrew, is there one of those guys that you want more so than the other going forward? And how do you feel about buying Melvin Gordon right now with the potential, uh, uh missing time of Javante Williams going forward here?
1: So I mean to start off the year I was all team Sutton over Judy I still feel the same mm-hmm. way seems like Sutton has already you know made that relationship happen with with Russ uh you know I, I honestly I'd go by either of them if you you know if you can if you're good at running back and and you know can afford to to give up something to grab one of these guys I definitely would I I do feel mm-hmm. like the Broncos are probably just going to have to pass the ball more than rely on either Melvin Gordon or you know it's probably going to be Mike Boone I would imagine as the backup there um I, mm-hmm. I I don't know I'd go spend much on Gordon I mean he had what two mm-hmm. fumbles today I believe so you know that is obviously not not the way you want to start out you know potentially taking over the lead role in this backfield so I I wouldn't go gung ho on getting Gordon uh if, you know if, somebody's willing to give him up for you know ideally maybe a wide receiver three or something like that I might be okay mm-hmm. doing that but you know I wouldn't go gung-ho if anything I might just try to pick up Mike Boone because I expect there to be you know probably a 50-50 split between the two you know I, I know Melvin Gordon is obviously the best guy there but I don't see right. them just leaning on on the run game here if anything I think that there's gonna have a little uptick in the pass game
0: so maybe go out and buy KJ Hamler
1: Yeah, potentially, Uh, you know, Hinton is is interesting as well. You know, that's another deep ball guy for them. So, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you could go buy K.J. Hamler. I'm not sure I'd be able to, you know, rely on him per se, unless you're in deeper leagues. But, yeah, I mean, that's a guy you could probably get on the way cheap and just see what happens. Now, you know, if you buy Hamler, and, you know, one of Sutton or Judy go down, you know, then obviously that's a great buy at that point. But, you know, just just don't overspend on on this team. They haven't showed us much anyway, really, to be honest. So I wouldn't Mm -hmm. just, you know, I wouldn't go spend a bunch and try to grab with these guys.
0: Yeah, from the offense, it was definitely their best showing, and they still wound up coming out with a loss, right? 23 points in this one. Definitely left some points on the table for sure. Russ did have three total touchdowns. That was nice to see, being able to, you know, see him scoot one in the end zone with his legs, went four for 29 on the ground. Does Russ Wilson feel like a buy candidate for you at this point now that, you know, you've seen some spark from him?
1: Yeah, I mean, it might be actually a good time to do it, you know, because, again, I, I said I expect an uptick in the mm-hmm. passing game. So it might be a good time to do so. And you can probably still get him relatively cheap because obviously, again, you know, they haven't been lights out all year long. So, yeah, I would say he's probably a buy candidate, especially in a 2QB league. If you don't have to mm-hmm. rely on him as your number one. I mean, yeah, that's probably a great buy at that point.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Any concern about Derek Carr? I mean, I feel like this is just going to happen every now and again. Like I said, this is Josh Jacobs, probably his best week of this season. I don't believe he's going to top 144 and two touchdowns again this year. So I, I don't have any concern about Carr, but what about you?
1: No, you know, it's not somebody I'm going to go try to buy, but I also don't really want to sell them. I'm cool. With Pretty just,
0: even, right? Yep.
1: Yep. Just ride him out. Yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Next game up here, we had Green Bay and New England. What a weird game. I don't know if you remember last week I was talking about Bailey Zappi, but he got onto the field. It happened. No Mac Jones. Brian Hoyer gets hurt pretty early. Bailey Zappi, that's how they pronounced it. We couldn't get the pronunciation right last week, but uh, was a live option for them, 10 for 15, 99 passing yards. Uh, didn't hurt them, but you know, didn't necessarily win them the game either. Uh, really, just mostly the Dame Harrison, Ramondre Stevenson show, I-, I don't feel like there's any one guy that's ahead of this competition here you know, I don't believe that there's really any Patriot wide receivers that I'm that interested in. I mean, Stevenson led the day on on uh, receiving four catches for 23 yards. Aguilar was three for 46. Uh, Devontae Parker did have the touchdown, but only you know, two catches, 24 yards. Hunter Henry, two for 13, etc. Like, I feel like these are the guys to own on the Patriots right now. And I, I mean, I don't feel like one's just going to leap ahead of the other unless there's an injury. What do you think about this split right now?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think you're 100% correct on that. And honestly, if I'm going to go buy one of them, it's still Stevenson in my eyes, especially in PPR, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Harris had a great game. I, I, you know, I can't say anything negative about him, but It just appears to me that Stevenson, again, is just the complete back. I know they want to, you know, they're definitely going to want to lean on the run game, right? I mean, as you alluded Mm -hmm. to, there's really nobody in the pass game that excites you whatsoever. So I I would steer clear of everything that isn't a running back on the Patriots. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, if you are inclined to go try to to grab one of them, I would definitely target Stevenson, um, you know, over Harris.
0: I mean they both have really good upside. Stevenson is the guy that's going to catch more passes, but Dame Harris just seems like the guy that they're going to use inside the five. Like that's just his spot, you know? So Harris has got the rushing upside, he's got the rushing touchdown upside and Stevenson may wind up leading the team in total catches. So I feel like they're both startable week in and week out. If you're someone like me that drafted both of them, it's not like the most ideal situation. I'm typically starting Stevenson in that situation because of the PPR upside. Like if it was standard, obviously I would have I would avert from that. Any concerns about the Packers? Really weird uh, uh, day for production. Jones, 16 for 110. Dylan, 17 for 73. Kind of business as usual. But then Christian Watson steals a rushing touchdown. Shame. Shame. Not not cool, man. Not cool. Uh Alan Lazard, six for one sixteen, pretty solid. Dubes found the end zone again. Are you buying uh any more Romeo Dubes? Uh waiver wire, it's probably not gonna be possible at this point, but is he someone that you would buy in on on the on the production that you've seen from the pa- past couple weeks?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I actually saw an interesting stat the other day and uh he leads all rookie wide receivers in getting open, um, mm-hmm. you know, running away from the defender essentially, you know, making that um you know, making the uh uh the, the distance between miss. yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh you know, he he's just he's very good on the field. I think Rogers mm-hmm. is starting to trust him. I think you can still potentially buy pretty low on him. So yeah, I mean that's somebody I would definitely go get. And I think he is showing that he is gonna be the the wide receiver two here, you know, behind Lazard. And obviously Watson's gonna get in there, and I, I do still think Watson's a more complete receiver, but at the same time, right. You know, at the same time, Rogers—he's going to throw to who he likes and who he trusts. Right now, mm-hmm. that seems to be Dubs. So, you know, yeah, I, I would definitely go buy a low on him. And if you're in a deeper league, I'd go buy Christian Watson to be honest, because you never know what's going to happen with this Packers, uh, you know, wide receiver core. If Dubs mm-hmm. has some more drops, or you know, just isn't doing what he needs to do, then I think Christian Watson can you know easily get in there and be that guy as well. So I'd go buy both of them. Obviously, you probably can't go buy Lazard. Um, you know, if you don't want to spend a bunch for him so right. uh but yeah I, I would target both of those uh dubs in 12 teams watson in you know anything 14 or more
0: i've been trying to trade lazard for a running back i was trying to trade him for Brees hall i tried trading jerry judy for Brees hall no one's biting i thought that would be a decent swap even just what what i saw in production this week still think it would be a pretty fair uh fair trade yep all right we're gonna hit a quick word from our sponsors and we'll be right back after this with more recap action All right, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Plus, WinBet has their own same-game parlay feature. You just click on the game you like. Select build your own bet and start building a monster parlay. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700.
1: If you watch football, as we all do, you need TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to Fubo.com, or I'm sorry, FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F U B O T V.com slash SGP.
0: Right on. And we're back. We're talking fantasy football recaps from week four. This next game, kind of an ugly one. Cardinals 26, Panthers 16. Cardinals take care of business on the road. Uh, not loving what I'm getting out of Baker Mayfield here. Uh, like that he was able to get the ball to CMC down the stretch. But, you know, the Panthers are kind of like Houston and th- where they only have like two viable fantasy options, you know, like Cooks and Damian Pierce, Panthers at CMC and, um, and Cooks. Th- did I say for both? Or for DJ Moore, excuse me. Same thing. You know, you only have a couple of guys that you really trust here. Not really buying or selling anyone other than them. Not adding Tremble, dropping Roby Anderson if I have him. Not really that interested. Um, very uh, not happy with the Cardinals with uh, Ronald uh, Ronald Moore coming back. <sighs> Greg Dortch was doing so well, one for six. Uh, I just felt like they, these guys just like ran into each other, like they just ate into each other's workload. Andy Isabella was on the field; he didn't really even do anything. He wasn't really impacting the game. I don't know. This also kind of feels like you know Kyler Brown and Ertz. I don't really trust James Connor anymore. How would you feel about this matchup?
1: Yeah, game, uh, you know, like you said, it was definitely interesting. Um, I felt like both teams wanted to lose the game. Neither one seemed that they wanted to put this game away. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Panthers had a chance to do it, and they just couldn't. Uh, you know, you, you already mentioned uh, CMC. You know, he was a little disappointing to start the game, but down the stretch, you know, they did rely on him. And honestly, right. coming out, that's what they need to do, right? If they're going to be successful, you got to have CMC touch the ball as much as you physically can from start to finish. So, you know, and I know CMC came into this game a little banged up. So I think that that's why, you know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to get him. Do you think that's a real thing though?
0: I feel, I feel like it's more of like a just practice management. It was just like, eh, we're not going to overload him with practice. You know, every Wednesday, you're probably going to see him not practice. Every Thursday is probably going to be limited and Friday he'll probably get in a full, you know, full workload.
1: Yeah, it, it was just, you know, it was a little concerning that yesterday I was looking at the updates and they were still like, yeah, we're not sure he's going to play. Like normally on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, we get the like, all right, he's expected to play. And, and it did come through towards the end of the evening last night that he was going to play. So right. it was a little alarming. So I think there is a little something there. And again, you know, he hasn't been the the most reliable, um, you know, guy for, for injuries that is. So, you mm-hmm. know, I, I do think that they didn't want to give him too much of a workload, but again, when you don't, this is what happens. You lose. And you know, it just is what it is, but I'm not really concerned about CMC. Uh, you know, Kyler had an, an okay day again. I think he, he just needs to run more. Like he always seems to do well when he is running the ball efficiently, you know, on the gridiron. So I, I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury is doing as far as the place calling. I don't know. To, To me, it's like, he has good drives. And then the next drive he comes out and it's flat and it's like, What just happened? You know, like, what are you guys doing? So, I don't know. I'm a little concerned about the Cardinals as far as the offensive play calling. Um, I I do think Marquise Brown had a very good day. Zach Ertz had a very good day. Uh, You know, Zach Ertz, nugget here, leads the entire NFL at the tight end position in red zone targets. And also, I believe he is top five in the NFL for all positions in red zone targets. So, Zach Ertz is definitely somebody that you could potentially... I don't say buy low on because of the positional scarcity there, you know, the mm-hmm. tight end is hard to come by. So I'm not sure that, that you could really buy low on him. But I think that if you are tight end needy, you know, he's a guy that you can target. I mean, he, he's getting a ton of targets in the red zone, you know, and that's obviously something that you really like for a tight end because you're hoping that they can score a, a touchdown on the day to really make a good fantasy day for you. So I thought that that was interesting when I read that this week about Ertz. Um, You know, on the other side of the ball, the Panthers, uh, DJ Moore, uh, you know, finally woke up and and had a a decent game. I mean, six for 50. That's not fantastic, but it is better than than he has been doing. So that was encouraging to see. Um, You know, Tommy Trimble actually down the stretch for him was pretty reliable for Baker. I think that that was more just, you know, depending on what was going on. But again, Tight end mm-hmm. scarcity, it's, it's pretty hard, so just keep an eye on that because I don't really think there's anybody else in the passing game besides DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey that is, like, reliable. Again, not saying Trimble is going to be reliable, but I think it's a name to at least keep an eye on in the future here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, outside of that, I, I don't really have too much else to take on it outside of both teams scare me with their play calling. They are just not good week in and week out, and, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these guys moving forward.
0: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty scared to start a lot of these guys, to be honest, even DJ Moore right now. Zach Ertz, though, as far as like tight ends go, he feels like he has a pretty safe floor. Like, I agree with you. Definitely a buy candidate. The, the only thing that's going to be difficult about buying a tight end right now is a team that has two tight ends that they know that they can trust. You know what I mean? Like if you have if you see a team with like Zach Ertz and Gerald Everett, maybe you can target Zach Ertz. But you know, I don't know if there's going to be too many teams where like you know that roster has two lock and stock tight ends that they're. They trust a throw out in their lineup week in and week out. Maybe uh, Zach Ertz and David Njoku owner, you know, something like that, where where they're going to feel comfortable giving up that piece. Because, yeah, at that position, he offers a pretty safe floor. Uh, James Conner, to me, is a sell candidate. CMC, you're not ever going to sit CMC. But, man, yeah, the first half of that game, I was thinking just like, man, what do I have to do to get some CMC action here? I was begging for it they definitely were able to get them involved uh, down the stretch which, which was nice to see. Hopefully, uh, again like you said, they start off like that, you know, going forward. All right, this next matchup we have the Chargers and the Houston Texans. Great matchup for fantasy. With the Texans similar to what I was mentioning about Carolina, they really just have two guys that you can trust in Cooks and Damien Pierce. You're really not starting anyone uh, outside of those two. You know, the Chargers pretty much business as usual. Mike Williams had a good day. Eckler, you know, finally came back down to earth, loaded up on touchdowns, had three total. Uh, pretty decent on the ground. I think he had like 60 rushing yards and was heavily included in the passing game. So, I mean, all the lights were on for the Chargers. Hopefully they continue to get better, especially with um, hopefully Keenan Allen coming back next week. And the Texans not really doing anything with these guys. You, you love what you're seeing out of Damian Pierce. You know, I'm not really ready to start Nico Collins yet, but he had a nice day. Three for 82. Definitely someone that I think should be owned. Um, And Damian Pierce also had six catches today. So definitely getting that workload included in the in the passing game. So. Pretty excited about that, but I mean, uh, pretty much leaving this game with the same thoughts that I had about both teams and, and the players that I'm using for for fantasy.
1: Yep. Agreed. I'm not really going to overreact too much to this game. I was definitely interested to see what the Chargers were going to do. You know, they got banged Mm up on the offensive line with Slater out, you know, Joey Bosa's out. So they took a hit on the defense. So I'm like, you know, what are they going to do here? Are they going to curl up in a ball and just feel bad for themselves that they have two bad injuries happen, or are they Mm going to come out and, you know, show the Texans that they, they are the chargers and that they, you know, are a good team. And, you know, I I feel like they they did that for majority of the game. I feel like once they were up, I think they were up by I don't know seventeen at one point, and they kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit and let the Texans back in it. Which I obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I I, I don't like to play prevent defense, right? Like I want to go right. for it and and you know keep your foot on the gas. So it was definitely interesting to see what the Chargers were going to do. But I thought the Chargers were fine. You know, you alluded to it. Eckler was was great. Mike Evans had a or I'm sorry, Mike Williams had a great day. Uh, Herbert mm-hmm. was fine. You know, I, I watched Herbert because I wanted to see what he was going to do, you know, with his injuries with the ribs and everything. And he seemed fine. He didn't really seem like he was yeah. holding him, or he didn't want to get hit. You know, I think, I think he is, you know, I don't want to say past the injury, but I think that that's subdued, you know, a lot from the previous two weeks. So I, right. you know, I, I definitely was interested to see that. And I think he did well. Um, you know, you, you said about Gerald Everett, you know, I, I have a team where I have Everett and Higby, Higby's mm. getting a ton of targets, Everett's yeah. getting a ton of targets, you know, as, as that manager, if somebody came to me and said, hey, I want to buy one of these guys, don't care who it is, I would definitely, you know, release one of them into the wild, essentially, and let somebody else trade for them. So, you know, that's a that's a good combo I was thinking of when you were talking about a manager who has two tight ends, you know, it's, it's Everett, Higby, you know, some of those guys in the joke mm. who, who are, um, you know, lesser of a uh, of a tight end you know they're not an mm-hmm. andrew or a kelsey but they're definitely serviceable for you so you know the, those are guys i would target especially if you really need a tight end um on the other side of the ball though here you know damian pierce fantastic day i sat him in every league i had him in and oh, just regretted it I, I i know i just i had other options and right. he outscored a majority of them just because you know he had that it, it was what 70 or 75 yards scamper for a touchdown something like that like Man, beautiful that,
0: stuff beautiful oh, yeah. stuff
1: this is exactly who i thought he was going to be you know, before the season, he was getting the mm. workload, you know, the, the coaches showed the, the, um you know, the trust in him. So I like mm. Damien Pierce, not sure you can go buy him low now. after no. what he just did, but I mean, you never know. He could be the running back three or four on a team. I mean, honestly, you know, mm. he was going, it, it was weird. Pierce was one of those guys that in one league he would go in like round four or five and then I'm in another league and he's still sitting there around seven or eight, you know, it, it was, it was weird to see. So again, you don't want to assume that somebody's not going to sell him. So you might just want to go out and try. I, I'll tell you what i i saw ceh i think scored two touchdowns already in this game i would consider trading ceh for pierce and like another wide receiver i do think C E H falls yeah. off a little bit so you know just, just food for thought there um outside of that though brandon cooks had seven receptions, 57 yards and a touchdown that was great burkhead with the you know the the odd touchdown of the day as well so he had
0: five catches though uh, yeah. i mean pretty solid
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good day. It was a little, it was a little weird to see him out there again, though. Um, And I mean, outside of that, there's really anybody else on the Texans that I want any a part of Nico Collins before the season. I was really high on, but he just hasn't shown it yet. I do still think he can show it, uh, Mm -hmm. but he just hasn't yet. So, you know, I I, I wouldn't go by him now, but I'd keep an eye on Nico Collins moving forward.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think in a lot of deeper leagues, he should just be rostered on your bench, etc. Uh, to Rex Burkhead, if he's on your waiver wire, um, you should only own him if you own Damian Pierce, because obviously there is a workload there. They haven't been using any other running back. So, yeah, if you have Damian Pierce, I do think if you have the roster spot, it's practical to handcuff him with Rex Burkhead, who we've, we saw just get used as a receiver today. He just had five catches. You know, Pierce literally took all the carries with like 18, I believe so. I think that's a pretty good floor. I mean, obviously, Burkhead would have to clean some of those up. They'd bring in another backup, obviously, to grab some touches on the ground, too. But, you know, that pass catching work is what Pierce had six catches as well. So that's 11 catches to the running back position on top of however many targets that were there. So I definitely think it's practical to own him uh, as a handcuff, uh, a handcuff option. All right. Next up, we've got the Bills and the Ravens. Pretty fun game. Pretty fun game. Would have liked a little bit more scoring, but I did have the under in this one. Uh, Josh Allen, one touchdown, one interception. Lamar Jackson, one touchdown, two interceptions. Ended the day with one uh, to Poyer. Not great. But both of these quarterbacks led their team in rushing, which was interesting to see. You know, Devin Singletary there, but not quite getting it done. Same thing for J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins did find the end zone, and he did have a couple of catches. I think this is kind of like the final breaking point for you to buy somewhat low on him, because I feel like this type of production is going to be more and more consistent. It's back-to-back weeks now with a touchdown. If this continues, that cost is just going to continue to go up and up, and I feel like with the, the numbers that he put up today, I still feel like it kind of leaves enough questions because you have, you know, Justice Hill still getting eight carries for 45, you know, obviously the Mars is going to just lead the way. Like, I mean, that's just going to be the case. I don't just really see that changing, you know, all the extra time that he has behind the line of scrimmage to just take anything for extra yardage. He's going to do it. And it feels like it's just more efficient than their running game. Um, and other than that, I mean, the Bills' uh, offense was pretty much the Bills' offense. Would have liked to seen a better day for Gabe Davis. Maybe that's a buy low candidate for this week. Um, you know, if you see someone that's willing to sell him. But the the point that I wanted to make about the Ravens' uh, receivers was: is Devin Duvernay just not the number one here now?
1: Man, I can't say that. You know, Bateman's the better wide receiver. I know I know he wasn't used that way today, and you know he's been up and down. But I'd I'd much rather still have Bateman uh, now. Mm-hmm. Duvernay again. I mean, that's a great wide receiver to go get but i'm not going to say that that he's better than bateman
0: i don't think the cost to get duvernay is very high this morning someone offered me and this is in a dynasty format they offered offered me duvernay for a third i countered with a fourth trade went through i put him in my lineup now it wasn't booming production i'm gonna win that matchup and probably whoever i had on my bench i think noah brown like would have put up like very similar numbers but if you look by the week to week like Bateman is not doing well up against strong secondaries and i think that's a little bit concerning and Mark Andrews today up against a strong secondary also didn't do very well and honestly like you know some of the teams that they've already played i thought that their db's and their corners talent wise at least on paper you know were better than their matchup this week so it was definitely disappointing to see Andrews numbers but if you look at who's had the safest floor through 4 weeks it's been Devin Duvernay now the volume hasn't been there you know you're seeing Bateman get a lot of targets but he's not necessarily doing a lot with them last week he had the fumble up against the Patriots I don't know I think we have to kind of check ourselves here you know with who's actually the most talented guy in that room Bateman you know like I feel like the correct answer is Bateman on paper but you know what we're seeing on the field it's a different story so I, I definitely love Duvernay as a buy candidate like I give up a fourth round pick for him. I mean, obviously there's going to be a little bit more of a cost you can give up, but whether it's a, a pick in, you know, in a dynasty format or just something that you have leverage on your, on your roster, I think that he's definitely a candidate to, to buy low on, you know, and r- really you're, you'd be buying high based on his production. You're just buying low because it's Devin Duvernay. He's got no name value, you know?
1: Yeah. I, the, the thing I would be, um, cautious about with buying either or uh, Bateman or DuVernay is that you think you're buying a wide receiver two on a team, which, mm. you know, in essentially you are, but potentially either one of them could be the three and obviously neither one of them is going to pass Mark Andrews in, in targets and, and production right. throughout the year, you know, plus they have Prochet coming back. Um, I think it was Tyler Wallace also was making plays in the preseason. You know, he, mm-hmm. he could be a factor at some point as well. So I, you know, I think you could buy either of them but they're not somebody I'm, I'm willing to even remotely give what i think is a fair value for them if i can get them from somebody who just doesn't want them anymore that's fine mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna go give a, a, a you know i'll be fully honest i'm not just gonna give a fair value for them. somebody wants to sell right. them that's fine but i'm not gonna go try and you know buy them for high by by any means um right
0: yeah well I, you like know, i said and, i don't think i don't think the cost would be high for either of them given you know what we've seen through the past two weeks
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, I honestly, like, I think you might be able to give, like, would you give up Curtis Samuel for either of them?
0: No, I don't think, see, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think you have to give up as something as expensive as Curtis Samuel And Curtis Samuel had kind of a dip this week, but in, in comparison to the rest of his you know, roster, he was one of the better plays. Very true. Yeah. So it would, de- it would definitely be someone, you know, on your bench, you know, lower on the totem pole. Um, You know, maybe it's just like a free running back that you have, you know, like a, um, Like a Kenny Gainwell, who's got two touchdowns in four weeks, right? Mm -hmm. But do you really believe like he's a spectacular talent? Probably not. But, you know, your, your, uh, you know, league mate may have Duvernay where he needs, you know, an actual running back and not, you know, a receiver, you know, throughout throughout his roster, something like that. Yep. Would you Um, do, would you do, would you do Gainwell for, for Duvernay?
1: Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. Like, that, that's the type of guy I would definitely sell for them, because I don't really mm-hmm. value gain well, like whatsoever. But I also fear that the other people that I would try to trade with feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So I, I, don't know, I, I do think it'd be hard to figure out who to trade to grab one of them. But again, mm-hmm. I mean, engage talks with the managers, see what they're willing to do with them. And, you know, go from there. I mean, it, it never hurts to just reach out and, you know, talk to somebody and, and see where see where their heads at with players.
0: Right. I probably wouldn't want to trade, you know, Cordell Patterson, but any of those other, you know, Atlanta running backs that went off this week, you know, if if someone is is feeling one of them or has Cordell Patterson and maybe you you kind of put them in a handcuff situation where they get that little bit of extra breathing room or peace of mind because, oh, Cordell Patterson goes down. I got this, you know, Caleb Huntley now or I've got Tyler LG or whatever, you know, I, I would look for something like that where, you know, you're bumping up another piece of their roster maybe.
1: Um, you had mentioned uh, J.K. Dobbins, you know, and I agree with mm-hmm. you 100 percent. Go buy him now because I really. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> um, I, go buy J.K. Dobbins. I do think this is probably your last chance to get him if you want him for a lower price. I do think that they are mm-hmm. going to use him, give him more volume. Give him more touches. He is the best back there for sure. We've been waiting for him to get on the field and be more productive. So, you know, I I definitely am an advocate of buying J.K. Dobbins as a guy who has him in 75% of his leagues. I drafted a ton of Dobbins just because of where he was going. And I do think Mm -hmm. that his stock's only going to rise from here on out. So go grab him. Also, you said Gabe Davis. 100% go buy Gabe Davis right now. um, McKenzie, I believe, got injured in this uh, matchup. Mm -hmm. McKenzie's the guy that I feel benefited the most from gabe davis kind of being a little hobbled with the ankle injury as that gets better and if uh, if mckenzie's out gabe davis is about to be in for a huge workload so go grab him now while he had a bad game and uh you know he, yeah he's a guy that could win you leagues by making this move right now because you're not gonna have to give up a ton to get him you're gonna have to give up more than you probably you know feel is fair with what just happened you know in today's mm-hmm. game but again moving forward i think he's gonna be fantastic
0: Man, I need Russell Gage to pick it up here. This uh, was it Ladarius Snead for uh, Kansas City? He forced a fumble. This dude is killing it for me in IDP. He's already got like eleven points. It's not even halftime yet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> loving it. He's got a fumble force, a tackle for loss, and maybe I don't know, like a half sack or something like that. Absolutely killing it for me. He's got eleven. Russell Gage has got one and a half. It's,
1: mm. it's
0: garbage. <laughs> it's my fault. I should have started Judy. I was just worried about that Denver defense or offense. It's just driving me nuts the past few weeks
1: hey judy's going to be a start from here on out with with javante being out
0: yeah that's true that's true that like like we said earlier that offense is going to get a lot more vertical yep. all right next game up here we've got the uh jets and the steelers another weird one uh we saw kenny pickett made his premiere got onto the field wasn't pretty though wasn't pretty four total interceptions from pickett and trubisky uh we'll start with the steelers i mean do you feel like these receivers are big sell candidates now with this you know potential quarterback squabble going on in pittsburgh
1: oh man yes um if somebody asked me you know hey what do you think i could get for him i am really not sure to be honest with you i mean it is um i you know i'm gonna offer
0: dj for Brees hall i'll tell you that right now (laughs) i've been trying to get Brees. i'm gonna i'm gonna it's gonna happen
1: yeah deontay johnson i mean he would have had a much better game but he had that touchdown that unfortunately his toe was on the white line and you know that's Crap. just part of the part of the game but he would have had a much better day with that uh George Pickens though man another another really good game that dude makes some great catches i mean we all knew that before uh you know before the season due to mm-hmm. what he did in college but man he's he's picking it up now and George Pickens, you might be able, I, I'm not a, I don't want to sell George Pickens really, but honestly, you might be able to get a pretty good amount for him because people see what he does on the field. And I, I think the production is going to be up and down for him is my concern with Pickens. You know, he, gotcha. he, he went for six for 102 today next week. It wouldn't surprise me if he went three for 40, right? Like a, mm-hmm. you know, just a mediocre day. So I, I would sell Pickens cause you could probably get a pretty good amount, but don't sell them for anything cheap. You know, I, would you do Pickens for Montre Stevenson if you need a running back?
0: Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, because we, we talked earlier about, you know, that role already growing, like we already kind of anticipated it. Now we're on not from the second quarterback, we're onto the third string fourth rounder drafted out of Western Kentucky. Like, I got to believe that Ramondre Stevenson, at least in the next handful of weeks, until either Hoyer or Mac Jones is back under center is going to be really valuable, like check down city, right? Like I got to imagine that's going to be the case. Uh, Says, hi guys, Nick Chubb has been performing great for me and I have been offered JT for him. Do I take this trade? I say no. I say say no. I am just not that sure about this trade because of the way JT has been playing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. You've, I mean, this happens all the time, right? Like the guy that's top three, top five running back regresses. It happens. Like I think that Jonathan Taylor will have a good season as long as he's healthy and on the field. But right now you're swapping top tier value for, you know, not even medium rare. You 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 know, you're not even at the dinner table right now with Jonathan Taylor 20 for 40, 2 yards a carry. I mean, they're they're giving him the opportunity, he's not taking advantage of it. To me, it's 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 because defenses aren't threatened by Matt Ryan. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And until that passing game really takes off and they really just elevate just like really their play calling, like once they develop some, you know, actual plays, they're going to, you know, create some big gainers, you know, some some big gap plays downfield you know, they're, they're going to keep loading the box on JT and JT's not a change of pace, like third down pass catching back. Like he's a, he's a heavy runner, you know, down downhill. So he's got to find those gaps. And right now there's just not going to be as many of them with them loading the box like this. So I'm yep. a little concerned. I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to sell him. Um, uh, but right now I would not be moving Nick Chubb for that. I that's, that's not a good idea.
1: Also, I think Jonathan Taylor might have a, a high ankle sprain as well. He he did get injured, and I think I saw an update that they said that they believe that he has a high ankle sprain. I didn't see anything as far as timelines concerned, but, you know, that is obviously not good. So, yeah, I would definitely not make that that chub for Taylor trade.
0: Yeah, I don't even know how much I love Naeem Hines in that situation. You know what I mean? Like. That's one of those situations where I don't even know, like you know, if I'm going to spend that much on on Hines, where I'm going to overcommit to him with Fob or whatever. He's going to be available in a lot of my leagues. Probably a situation I stay away from. In Dynasty, I scooped up a lot of um, what's the third running back? Jackson, Dane, Don, Dion, Dion Jackson. Might be something there. I don't know. Probably a free waiver guy. You know, as the week develops. Yep. All right. Uh, Let's see. Next game up here, we've got the Eagles and the Jags. Uh, a little disappointed uh, in, in the Jags. I had Christian Kirk prop, had an, uh, James Robinson prop for carries. Kirk was on the catches, a lot of targets there for Kirk. I believe he had he went two for nine today, so just maybe blame it on the weather. Not overreacting to Jamal Agnew four for fifty. You know, kind of just picking up where Zay Jones was leaving off. I feel like he'll be the guy going forward. This is what you're going to get out of the Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. You know, heavy rushing offense. Jalen Hurts didn't pass for any touchdowns, but he did have the one on the ground, 16 for 38 on the ground. Would have liked to seen a better day, uh, and I'm similar to Josh Jacobs. I would be putting Miles Sanders in that same type of sell category because most likely his best week of the entire season. 134 on the ground, two rushing touchdowns, had 27 rushing attempts. That was very surprising, but again, they were playing in uh, you know torrential rain. It was absolutely you know downpour. There was wind, etc. Jaguars had them, you know, by the balls to start 14-0 in the fourth quarter. But Eagles march back, you know, definitely showing that they're the better team. Uh, big takeaway I also have from the Eagles, their defense was pretty solid. Like like what I've seen from them through four weeks, pretty good. I mean, it does push them to 4-0, so I guess that makes sense.
1: Yep. Uh, and again, you know, I, I'm not going to take – too much away from this game due to the fact of it was raining hard i mean i live Mm -hmm. about an hour and a half away from philly and it was raining hard here too and i mean if you watch the game when they panned away from the players where you could actually see the rain coming down like it was coming down Mm -hmm. really heavy at points so i don't want to take too much away from this game due to the fact of the weather was was pretty bad but uh you know Mm -hmm. etn actually had the same amount of carries as James Robinson. You know, we haven't really seen that too much. Robinson at least, you know, was at least four or five more carries than ETN normally, which was a little surprising mm-hmm. today. I don't think ETNs or Robinson are really by candidates per se, but I, I don't want to sell them either. I mean, I, I think I'm just going to stay put with both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christian Kirk, you alluded to it, two for 60. That's actually not terrible considering the coverage on him all day. You know, I watched this game, mm-hmm. you know, um, pretty – pretty closely because my wife's an eagles fan so we watched this game <laughs> um you know with the washington uh, game as well but so mm-hmm. i i was watching this game a lot and yeah yeah chris kirk was was pretty locked down all day so two for 60 was actually pretty decent for him um the agnew thing was because zay jones was out i'm not gonna buy any right. sort of agnew you know when zay jones comes back he's gonna s- slot right back into that wide receiver two roll again and get the volume he's been getting um the eagles you know again it, Hertz was a little disappointing, but it was raining a lot. I mean, I saw a couple right. of the balls he threw that they, they went like almost straight down to the ground cuz he just lost it out of his hand. So, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, you know, uh, I'm not going to take too much away, you know, from Hertz for that. Uh obviously he ran uh, a lot. Again, I think 16 attempts. Like that's that's fantastic. You know, it's he, his his floor every week is pretty solid due to the rushing. So, you know, Hertz is fine. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Go sell Sanders right now. Sell him. Mm-hmm. You can get, you know, a, a great wide receiver. For Miles Sanders right now, especially for for what he just did today 27-134 and two. That's awesome. Exactly. Um, you know, AJ Brown, Dallas Goddard, and Devontae Smith. Um, you know, they they all got their targets. It was sucked that Devontae Smith only went three for 17. You know, he could add a bigger day, but there was a pass that was just terrible from Hertz due to the rain, of course. Uh, you know, that went towards Devontae Smith. Um, you know, they I did see that he was looking for him in the red zone twice when they were down there close. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, both passes were incomplete, but they at least looked for him in the end zone. So that's pretty nice to see. But um, you know, again, I, if you need a wide receiver, I think Devonte Smith, you could probably go get him cheaper than you could last week, but not, not super cheap. Obviously he's mm-hmm. on a very good offense and no one's going to sell AJ Brown. Um, and I doubt somebody's going to sell Dallas Goddard because he's been getting pretty consistent work as well. And, you know, as we were talking about tight end scarcity, you know, it's, it's really hard to go get yourself a reliable tight end. So I don't think anybody's going to buy or sell uh, Dallas Goddard either, but um, you know, you can go get Devonte Smith. I, I, I would go do that right
0: now. Yeah, I think Devontae Smith is a little bit more viable after this game. Etienne as well because of that split. But obviously, it didn't work out on the scoreboard, right? I don't think that that's going to be a practical practice for them going forward, having Etienne and Robinson having the same rushing workload. That split worked a lot better for them before, right? You know, At least on the scoreboard. So I feel like Robinson will have that priority. I also kind of felt like you know this isn't a spot where we want to get him hurt. He's already taken a, a good amount of carries through the first three weeks, and you know th- at the end of the game, it was it felt like a situation almost felt like they were ready to lose. It, at least in my opinion, um, it felt like you know they were kind of tapped out. So I don't know. Take that with what you will. Sell Sanders, like we said, not buying in on Agnew, and yeah, that's pretty much all we got from there. Let's go to a quick word from the sponsors, and we'll be right back with a more fantasy football recaps. Uh, Do you ever wish uh, that before every NFL game, you could get up to date on the most accurate information before placing bets and locking in your fantasy uh, lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy uh, companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Uh, Whether you're a part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan or a stats nerd, the Elias Game Plan has everything that you need. Take, the, uh, take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annually. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use promo code SGPN25. Find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25.
1: PromoGuy.us. PromoGuy.us is the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They've got daily updates on odd boost and huge cash bonuses for all the major sportsbooks. And they've got a VIP discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. I got to say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates and they have some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probably to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help you with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is the promo guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked, transparent, and proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check out promoguy.us.
0: No, advan- no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em Contest contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app. Choose a contest, select your players and earn points for correct picks and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and bet 20 times your entry if you hit on all of your uh, picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA and even NASCAR. Make sure to check out House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but it's also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with uh, promo code SGPN at KnowHouseAdvantage.com or download the app and get your first deposit match up to $25. Okay, and we're back to our fantasy football recaps for week four. We're moving on to the Bears and the giants not so great giants were looking pretty nice in their retro uniforms they moved to 3 and 1 crazy to think that one of these teams was going to be 3 and 1 after this after this game bears 2 and 2 they lose 20 to 12 no real takeaways here for my bears uh, you can't really trust anybody you know other than a running back you know i don't know if you necessarily want to start both david montgomery and Khalil herbert when they're both healthy but whoever the top running back is start that guy he's going to get a lot of carries could should get a decent amount of yards no matter what the format is, I cannot recommend to start fields. I don't know what it is. Uh there was a little bit of development there with him and Mooney this week. Even Cole Komet had a couple of grabs, but it's just not enough to compel you to start them in your, you know, in your fantasy lineup with any level of trust whatsoever. And to be perfectly honest, the Giants aren't that different. Obviously, you're starting Saquon Barkley. If Saquon Barkley were to go down, you'd probably start whoever their lead running back is out of you know desperation, right? Other than that, you're not starting any of their receivers. You're not starting Dan Jones. Not too many trustworthy players on either of these teams. Uh, that was my biggest takeaway from this matchup. Is like, man, these teams aren't good fantasy teams. No, thank you.
1: Nope, you hit the nail on the head. Saquon is pretty much the only guy that you uh, can start and probably want to start by any means. You know. That's the, it. <laughs> The game was pretty ugly. I was watching a little bit of it, and yeah, it was just a you know, not a good game to watch by any means. Um, fields right. at least passed more today, didn't really seem to matter for fantasy purposes, though. I mean, again, right. you know, no touchdowns, and the, one of these games they are going to unleash him, and let him show you that he is a good quarterback, How? and <laughs> I mean, he. They have good weapons. I, I refuse to believe that Mooney and Kamen are, are are both not good weapons. They are. They need to yeah. scheme them open, get them the ball in their hand and let them make plays. They just mm-hmm. aren't doing that and and it sucks, but this is what it is. Um you know, Daniel Jones had I believe two rushing touchdowns today, which is uh it's pretty crazy. Uh so he was pretty much a running back more than a quarterback today um and mm-hmm. obviously he The yards he, were pretty
0: close I believe. Uh yeah, he had <laughs> 68 to 71. 68 on the ground. 71 in the air the bears held him to less than 75 passing yards
1: yep and i believe he did get injured towards the end of the game as well so you know just something to watch there but um you know barkley again massive workload 31 for 146 i mean that's that's fantastic and that's just on the ground you know he had a he had a day through the i think he had what two for 16 or something like that yeah two for 16 as well uh receiving so Barkley, awesome yeah i know right (laughs) uh and and Mooney, you know, finally he had a, he had a pretty decent game, you know. He at least brought himself back into a okay, I'm in a deeper league. Can I start him in a flex position? Yeah, potentially, you know, in in good matchups. I'm not saying that he's a weekly starter by any means, but he at least brought himself back into consideration. I saw people dropping him. I had lesser talented wide receivers on my bench, so I picked up Mooney in some leagues as well just to keep him there. But, you know, overall, like you said, this game was not a fantasy bonanza by any means. And, um, yeah, stay away from pretty much everybody for right now except for Barkley.
0: Deal. Done. Delivered. All right, next up, Titans, Colts, Titans won 24-17. Pretty much had this one wrapped up. Again, no second half points for the Titans uh, in back-to-back weeks here. That's got to be a little bit of a concern. Um, I like what I'm seeing out of Ryan Tannehill. Very efficient. More weapons are on the way. Um, you know, got a lot done with, you know, what Woods going four for 30, his leading receiver going three for 38. It was mostly the Derrick Henry show, and there's going to be a lot of weeks where he's going to be able to carry the load here. But I feel like he's been spreading the ball around, you know, been pretty accurate. Like I said, 17 for 21 this week. Yardage really wasn't there, but it really didn't need to be. He was able to really just keep things clean, manage the game. Uh, Kind of a nice buy low candidate if, you know, if you're really hurting at quarterback. I would certainly feel just as good or pretty even keel between starting like Ryan Tannehill. Or any Saints quarterback whatsoever, um, so I feel like he's a pretty you know decent start going to be you know going forward week in and week out. His opponent, Matt Ryan, I have no trust in. Twenty-seven for thirty-seven, threw for a lot more yards, three fifty-six. But I, I I just can't get behind this offense whatsoever. There's some yardage there. The fantasy points are probably going to be there, but highs and lows, highs and lows. The Devontae Smith of quarterbacks, if you will. There's going to be some boom in weeks, but there's going to be some really low valleys. I'm staying away from Matt Ryan. Uh, and man, who to trust in, in this receiving room, tight ends receivers. We saw Alec Pierce out catch Michael Pittman. That's just a problem. Logistically, you got to fix that. The Colts come on now. Like you got to just get your design touches, you know, set up for your best players, you know, try to set something up for Taylor in space. Same thing for Pittman, et cetera. You know, yeah, it's fun to see, you know, the Mo Ali Coxes, the Jelaney Woods is uh, Alec Pierce's, you know, getting their time. Even Paris Campbell. Hey, four for 43. We all love it as football fans. But stop it. Stop it. The Colts. Let someone eat. You're killing us.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, you already hit on it. Tannehill and Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, I have here both efficient, but only viable in two QB or super flex. I don't really want to start either one of them in, in a 12 team league, single QB league by any means. Um, you know, if you, there's definitely better options out there for you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Henry had a good day, 22 for 114 and a touchdown, you know, that's what, what we're used to seeing with, with, um, Henry. So I think moving forward again, I think that they're just going to lean on Henry and when they need to Mm -hmm. pass the ball, they will, they'll spread it around. I believe Burks, uh, got injured in this game and was out as well. So, you know, something to watch there, there could potentially be deeper league availability on some of these wide receivers for the Titans. Not sure which one to tell you to go grab. I mean, there's a dude here that I don't even know how to say his name who had the three for 38, you know, so it's just, it's, it's very interesting to see the, the Titans and, and what they do passing the ball. I mean, it, they're just spreading it around. So there's really not anybody there that, that you can trust. Uh, you know, we already hit on Jonathan Taylor getting, getting, uh, injured and also, you know, that we're both worried about, you know, his, his workload and, and, you know, how efficient he could be. So that's definitely something to watch. Um, and again, we talked about this last week with Jelani woods. Okay. Mo Alicox just did the same thing, don't buy into it. You know, they're 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 gonna switch every week. You're not gonna know which one to play, so you might exactly. as well not even take either of them. If you want to stash one on your bench, that's fine, I guess, but it's not somebody that, that you're probably gonna want to start, and you're never gonna you're never gonna know when to actually start them. So, yep.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean it's just I, I don't know. I wanted to bring that up because again, I, I just see people on Twitter. As soon as somebody has a great day, they're like, Oh my god, you gotta go pick them up. Like, no, just please don't just just, just let them know, yeah it creates a landmine on the waiver wire for your opponents to potentially step on, right? Just leave them on there. It works more in your favor to let them on the waiver wire and not pick them up.
0: Landmine. Let's let, let them be somebody else's problem. You know, yep. no, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, not buying into any of those tight ends. Um, even if like, I don't even know how you would roster them. It have to be a very deep format because more than likely you know, they're going to go through that bump the very next week, like one for five and no touchdowns, you know? And then you're just going to drop them again. I don't, I don't know what it is.
1: Yep. If, if you want to pick one up real quick, you know, David Joku mm-hmm. of some of, of all the oh. tight ends that we've had so far this year, who had a blow up week, I say Najoku is probably going to be the most consistent moving forward. So, if you want to pick up one of these, you know, um, who was it? OJ Howard week one with the Texans. And then you had Jelani Woods. Now you have Moale Cox and Najoku. Mm-hmm. I, I would pick up Najoku if you, you know, want to pick one up. Cause I do see a lot of people talking about, you know, who can I pick up at tight end that potentially could be good rest of the year? And I think it's Najoku, you know, out of all those guys who have blown
0: up. Yeah, but Ninjoku had such a good week last week. It's unlikely that he's available, but if he if he is, yeah, by all means, he's done it now two weeks in a row, very yep. good production. It's definitely someone that I trust. I trust, you know, Gerald Everett, you know, Tyler Higby, even even this week after like kind of a little bit of a bump in the road, Ty Conklin, a lot more than some of these other guys like even, you know, Darren Waller or George Kittle. They've shown me a lot more so far and, you know, at, at some point you have to re- Avert from like your preseason mindset and rankings to what we're actually seeing on the field. So, yep. All right. We're going to hit our uh, final round of words from our sponsors and we'll be right back after this. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've ever tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work. Uh, They're tasting hundreds of coffees from all across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that actually make the cut. The coffee that I get from Trade is so good. I can't believe how much I like it when they uh, they actually picked it for me. They handpicked it for me and their team actually worked with me to create my own custom collection. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time for you to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping uh, at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP. You'll get $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Be sure to check them out.
1: Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sport books to get the best deal. The app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed best today. Man, I should have checked that out before today's game. I'll tell you that with the Eagles game. Uh, it also has a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Uh, some of the key points and features of Odds Traders include handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores, and bet tracking. Player stats, key game stats, projected game day weather, bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity as well. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets.
0: Right on. And we're back with our fantasy football recaps from week four. Next up, we've got the Seahawks and the Lions. Woo, what a barn burner. Man, Excellent game fantasy for fantasy. Fantasy
1: bonanza.
0: We told you last week, or at least I did, Josh Reynolds, and he brought the heat today, was able to find the end zone, was really the, really the top receiver after TJ Hawkinson. And when you see Amon Ross St. Brown out of the lineup, you see DJ Shark, you're probably thinking to yourself, man, probably should pull Jared Goff. I did not fall for that. Knew that this game was going to have crazy positive game flow. Absolutely went my way. I started Jared Goff in a couple of spots. I, albeit there there was a few spots where you know I did still have him on, on my bench, but you know, he kind of fits that build, right? You know, fringe starter. i uh, loved what I saw from Rashad Penny, loved what I saw from Jamal Williams. Another situation. If DeAndre Swift is healthy, you're always gonna start him. But I feel like you know, Williams now has earned like that threshold, like starter every week until he gives us gives us a reason not to. I believe he's right up there with the lead in total touchdowns in the NFL. I know he's at six right now. When I say total, I mean for running backs. Um, top of that list, liked what I saw. Of DK. I was starting to feel, you know, some of that humble pie, you know, because I was definitely low on DK. And then he has to go and get hurt. Uh, definitely going to make Lockett more of a buy candidate pending that injury. Um, you know, not really that impressed with some of the other plays from Detroit. The you know Tyler Kennedy, Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas somehow. Got onto the field and already got hurt. Qu- poor The dude, just always gets hurt. It's crazy. Like he'll get on the get on the field, score a touchdown. You're like, hey, that guy could be something. No, four plays later, he's hurt. Already hurt. Um, so yeah, and really not too much to take away from Detroit other than I do believe. Again, I affirmed this last week. Josh Reynolds, he's the second you know wide receiver on this team. Like he is, I I feel like a threshold or a step or tier ahead of DJ Shark at this point, based off of. The previous relationship that Reynolds has already had with Goff and, you know, just kind of what we've seen from the kickstart of their relationship here now in Detroit.
1: Do you still feel that same way? Even you know, because obviously Saint Brown was out, and so was Swift. So I I feel like organically he got more work. Well, if if you, Jamison feel-
0: Williams had what he had plenty of touches to account for the DeAndre Swift workload. He had 19 carries. Swift hasn't had anything close to that type of uh, production on the ground, at least volume wise, right? So I felt w- Williams filled in for Swift's value. I hear what you're saying. Like that it had to go somewhere because they didn't have their dual running back sets. They didn't have their top two wide receivers. I still feel like he's a buy candidate based on the fact that we've seen him do this now three weeks in a row. So in week two, he was a wide receiver three In week four, I'm sorry. In week three, he was a wide receiver two this week. He is a wide receiver one. He's made, you know, obviously a natural progression here week four with the, with the, all the injuries. But we've seen him do it the past couple of weeks, where he's found the end zone two out of the last three weeks. Uh, he was second in target share last week, uh, even with Shark there. You know, Shark just got that one touchdown in the in the beginning of the beginning of the year I mean, in week one. We haven't really seen that much of uh, much from him. Now he's hurt. You know, if one of those injuries continues for those guys, it really makes you know Reynolds a really nice situation to have. You know, stashed on your bench, you know, throughout the end of the season. On a Lions team that's going to continue to have these positive game flows because their defense stinks. They're terrible. They couldn't catch a cough. <laughs> I mean, we just see it week in and week out. Yep. Yeah.
1: No. Uh, agree with you know majority of your points here. You know the uh, couple of things I've written down while watching the game was Geno Smith and Golf uh, both pretty efficient. You know both are probably still matchup dependent in my eyes. Golf. Uh, I mean Geno more yeah. so than than Golf. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I, I would have told everybody to start both of these guys today because I mean, you knew it, I knew it. The game was gonna be high scoring, I mean, it was gonna be a good game flow. I mean, I believe this is the most points scored in a game this year so far at 93. I mean, that's yeah, it, it was just a fantasy bonanza. It, it, it was amazing to watch, it was so fun. Um, you know, Penny went nuts 17 for 151 and two. I mean, good lord, he just every time I'd flip back to the channel, it was like I saw him just running free down the sideline, and I'm like, yeah, like what is going on here? You know, the does
0: uh, does all the, the way to the end like... of the game too? Because it <laughs> yeah. was just it just stayed competitive. It's just like oh, there's like a minute and a half left in the game, and there's Penny busting off twenty four down the down the sideline. Like that's awesome. That's yeah, it, cool.
1: it was crazy to see. Um, and again, you know this game was awesome, but you know Metcalf had a very nice day seven for, for 149 mm-hmm. it Did I, I? don't think he actually got hurt. I thought I read that he actually took the ride back to the locker room because he had to take a piss. He said that. Oh man, he, he said that it was too far of a walk to clinch it off the entire time, so he just got a ride back there so and he
0: could pee. peed his pants on the way
1: <laughs> it's hilarious i was like oh, pe- i thought he got hurt too and then i saw him come back out I'm like oh, that's weird so give me some fresh around. pants boy <laughs> yeah he, he said he had to pee so so you know that was cool um disley scored again this dude just finds the end zone like every week so l- mm-hmm. let me ask you you know penny he went crazy metcalf had a great day lockett had a pretty nice day as well six for 91 and disley scored mm-hmm. again out of those four guys who are you selling are you selling all of them or are you selling none of them
0: I only sell any Seahawks that I have. Yeah. They they play the saints next week. Yeah. It's going to be a different story. Yep. Uh, They play the Cardinals a week after that. That kind of gives me similar vibes to this week. Yep. Uh, They play the Buccaneers the week after that. Not very good. That's going to be bad. And then they play the Raiders the week after that. So like you kind of just go up and down with the positive matchups, right? Like, You know, you may, you know, kind of feel like, oh, no, I lost a, you know, a pretty decent piece when Geno Smith plays, you know, the Cardinals. But, you know, when he comes back around to play the Buccaneers a week after that, you're going to be feeling pretty good about yourself. You know, he's definitely going to look human. What I will say about Geno Smith, uh, he at minimum, he's completed 72 percent of his passes through four games. He uh, passed for 80 percent plus these last two games. So nice to see. You know, obviously the matchups were better, Atlanta, Detroit, etc. But you know, he's he's been you know pretty solid all the way through, not really making too many mistakes. Although through the first two games, he only had two passing touchdowns, so you know, and and one interception. So again, you're gonna have to take the highs with the lows. Not someone that you really want to buy if you can sell. Again, there's a lot of situations with you know fantasy teams just having bad quarterbacks. I went up against a team this week that had Tua and Fields as their starters. Yeah, that didn't end well for them. You know what I mean? Like that's a team where. If I'm stocked on quarterbacks, I'm absolutely trying to make a move. I told you guys last week. I tried to offer my opponent three quarterbacks for Justin Herbert because he had only one healthy quarterback in a two quarterback league. Like if you can get that type of leverage, definitely you know do what you can. Um, I love being able to stock up, you know, five, six, seven quarterbacks, and then just being able to trade them all away. The um, that worked. You know, I I swapped Mitch and D Hop. For a 101 in Dynasty, I swapped Jamison Winston for Rashad Bateman. It's been kind of even keel so far. Bateman obviously had a better start to the season, but faded the past couple of weeks. But, you know, you can get those values either in the middle of your season or when someone's just lulling in the offseason. You know, I traded Jacoby Brissett for a fifth-round pick. Honestly, I feel like I kind of got robbed, but at least I got an asset for him. And that was before the season started, before we really knew any of his value. So, you know, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, Someone, you know, like Tua, you know, obviously Tua didn't have, you know, the best narrative coming into this season. Uh, but, you know, when you're looking at guys like Geno Smith and Jared Goff, just don't assume like, oh, you know, I know what I know about them. They stink. They're bad. <laughs> Look at today. Look yeah. at today. Little Did different you, story.
1: If you had Metcalf and you had one of these, you know, David Njoku's or Higbees or somebody at tight end, would you trade Metcalf for Kyle Pitts?
0: Oh, God, that's tough. Metcalf and if you were def- the Kyle def- Pitts owner, was- would you do it? as long as i had another tight end i guess yeah sure as long as he's healthy like i thought i thought he wasn't healthy as long as he's good to go then yeah by all means um but if there's something else there then you know you got to you got to hold off but yeah i mean Kyle Pitts has all been all been but abandoned we got that game coming up here in a couple of games here but yep. yeah very inconsistent very hard to trust you're putting him on the field based on his rookie season and that name brand that he has everyone knew who Kyle Pitts was coming in to last year's draft everybody knew he was supposed to be this tight end wide receiver type of hybrid his skill set's going to translate to that of a wide receiver etc you have to draft him high all that and this that and the other right top five tight end coming into the drafts this year not not been the case not been the case not a high on metcalf person but you know from what i've seen thus far yeah that would be a you'd be the clear winner uh thus far you know if you got the metcalf side of that
1: yeah um i i you know i know we talked slightly about hawkinson but holy hawkinson man eight for 179 and two touchdowns is he a must start moving forward in your eyes
0: yeah absolutely i mean it's really difficult to not start like you know i mentioned earlier like darren waller george kittle tj hawkinson it's very very difficult not to start them if you have guys like njoku like everett Dallas Goddard's pretty much in the same category as them, except for he's now safe. Like you're starting those players, you know, unless you have like, again, like that really safe floor tight end that you've just seen through the past several weeks. Higby's been safe, but he hasn't even found the end zone yet. At least Gerald Everett's been in Pater, you know, a couple times now. You know what I mean? So like even within that group of players that we feel are safe now, you know, there are those risks like Tyler Conklin today. Definitely wasn't on the same, you know, pace of production that he was with Joe Flacco under center. Yep. Definitely a little bit disappointing. I know I'm feeling like I kind of need to advert off of him. I need to kind of you know shift to another direction or kind of figure that out uh, or that roster spot out in another in, in, in another way because I'm already developing that concern. Yep. Um, watch me take him out of my lineup. He gets two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. It's the game we play. We sign up to get hurt, baby. All right. <laughs> Next one up, we got here. We got the we got Andrew's commandos. Uh, took in a beating today. Not really unexpected anything in this game. Cooper Rush, he's he's kind of uh, blossoming here in, in front of our eyes. I feel like a couple of good outings here, a couple of W's uh, for the Cowboys. Dallas now three and one. I, I mean, nothing really shocked me in this game, Andrew, other than maybe Tony Pollard production. You know, I kind of felt coming into this game and this season, just in general, like week in and week out he would kind of give us a safe floor probably somewhere between 8 to 10 fantasy points not the, not the case any reaction there either way like you want to buy you want to sell him move off of him try to you know get him at value um and really nothing here from the commandos for me other than man get the ball to Terry early please my goodness
1: yeah um you know one of the things you said about is is pollard you know should we should we go buy him you know should we sell him I would go buy him right now because Zeke is garbage. I mean, you know, he had a bunch of work, but it went nowhere. He's sluggish. Right. He's slow. He should not be the guy. He should be the guy that's taking the goal line reps. But let Tony do everything in between the twenties. I mean, that mm-hmm. that is how the Cowboys should be playing this out. Now they're so heavily invested in Zeke, which is I think is why they're trying to continue to prove <clears> that <throat> he is the you know their main running back. But he's just Let's not get their the money's guy. worth guy. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, their
0: per carry cost, you know, of like oh one hundred fifteen thousand per Jesus, carry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's insanity. But you know, and this and, and again, the Cowboys showed everyone. This is why you don't pay a running back a boatload of money. Is so this is exactly what happens, right? So I, I do think Pollard is definitely a, a buy candidate for me. Um, you know, lamb obviously must start moving forward, even with Cooper rush. I mean, he's just getting the the volume and the targets. It was great. Um, you know, Noah Brown and Gallup, I, I wrote down here. I think that they are going to be disastrous for each other because I think it's going to be, you're not going to sure which one's going to have a good week, but they potentially mm-hmm. could both have a great week. It, I, I, it's, it's a weird dynamic between the two. Cause Noah Brown, obviously is having this great time with, with Cooper rush right now and Gallup came back, you know, got, got a touchdown. But when Dak comes back, you know, is it going to be majority Gallup? Is Brown going to kind of win his spot? Like, I, mm-hmm. I just think that, that they're going to be bad for each other. So I want to stay away from both of them. Um, you know, as a Washington fan, it's so hard to watch this vanilla offense. Like, they just don't understand that you need to come out blazing to beat teams because you don't have a good offensive line. And mm-hmm. the, the D is just getting beat deep all the time. So they they need to change up the game plan a little bit here and and start coming out a little bit more hot. It's like, it's like, again, I said it last week. It's like, they try to come out and not lose the game right away. And in turn, end up losing the game right away. It's like they, they, they just can't, get it together. So, um, I I do have a couple of key notes here for Washington. Uh, Wentz can't be trusted, very matchup dependent moving forward in my eyes. I I put him in the same category as like Geno Smith and Jared Goff. right? Like he's probably gonna have some good matchups that, that you can play him in, but he's not trustworthy. Uh, Gibson needs to soon be benched. And, uh, you know, you need to make other plans if you have him on your team, because Brian Robinson's Mm -hmm. coming back next week. Um, he's already practicing. I'm not sure he's going to play next week, but they are bringing him back. So just, you know, If you can go trade Gibson now, I would do that. Now, if you have both of them, I wouldn't trade Gibson because you never know what's going to happen with Brian Robinson. Is the injury going to linger? Is he going to have soreness? You know, so on and so forth. But if you have Gibson, you know, standalone, I would go sell him right now for something, you know, whatever you can get. Um McKissick, uh, still a, a flex worthy start in PPR, you know, again, they're going to be behind in games and they bring in McKissick and he's, you know, he's, he's not a bad player whatsoever. So he's flex worthy in my eyes. Um, do you,
0: but do you agree with that? He's still going to be flex worthy when Robinson comes back? Cause now you've yep. got to have three guys that are touching the ball back there.
1: Yeah, but I think Robinson's going to eat into Gibson, not so much McKissick, because Gibson okay. nor Robinson really play that third down role that McKissick does. If anything, potentially, they may try to get Gibson more involved in space on third downs and let him mm-hmm. catch some balls, so that could eat into McKissick's work a little bit, but I don't think that both of them combined are going to really eat into McKissick's work where, where he won't be start worthy. I'm not saying that that you should start him, but he's definitely a consideration um, in your mm-hmm. flex position, uh, but only in PPR, obviously. Um, two more notes here real quick. McLaurin usage is tough to trust. He is up and down. And it's again, because of the play calling that like, you just paid this man a bunch of money to stay with you, throw him the damn ball. Like, what are you doing? I mean, he showed last year, he burned digs multiple times last year. Like he, Mm -hmm. he shouldn't be a guy that you're only targeting when he's in a good matchup. I mean, he's a great wide receiver. Last year, he ranked number one in catchability on balls that were not, thrown oh yeah on balls that, that weren't catchable he led the NFL in catching those balls like mm-hmm. he has great hands he's a great wide receiver use him but it's really hard to trust him with the usage going forward here um, last thing is Dotson hamstring injury <clears throat> I saw after the game they said that he has a hamstring injury there mm-hmm. I don't know the severity of it they didn't seem very concerned but it is definitely something to watch if that happens I mean look out Curtis Samuel might be in for 15 plus targets every week
0: Ooh, that'd be nuts Certainly not going to go to Terry. I
1: don't no, know what God. their problem.
0: I don't know what their problem is. I don't know what I, the like aversion is from their best player on offense. They just don't want to use him. I don't. I, I don't. I don't get it. I tell okay. you, I,
1: I do think it's because they're getting pressure in because the offensive line is just you know Terrible. dismantled. Yeah, it's it's really bad. I mean, they they had injuries to start the season and and none of them have mm-hmm. come back yet. So it's really bad. They're trying to plug and play, but they they have no time to wait to hit Terry downfield, and that's what he's really good at. So I do right. think. In in the coming weeks, they're going to get a couple of these key pieces back on the offensive line. It can get better. Again, right now might be a good time to get Terry. Would you play uh, or would you trade um, Metcalf for Terry?
0: It's pretty even.
1: Yeah,
0: it's pretty even. Like if you ask me, who's going to score more fantasy points for the rest of the season? I would give a margin either direction of literally five to eight points. Yeah, Yo, you so could fortunate. you could have Metcalf minus eight. You could have McLaurin minus eight, and it would make sense both ways.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's just unfortunate how far Terry has fallen already, and we're and we're in week four. It's just I I feel so bad for the guy because he's a great player, great team guy, and uh, he he can catch the ball, and man, they just can't get it to him. It's it's just it's hard to watch.
0: Where I own him, like there's very few opportunities to say like, oh, I'm going to start this guy over him. Like this week, like you know, I wasn't going to start Mac Collins over McLaurin. Mac Collins was a half of a foot away from a touchdown i I don't even think he realized his foot was just out of bounds he should have he should have had an easy one today um but yeah i mean man just get him involved early i i can't even speak to the to the play calling because i'm not really watching a lot of commandos because i'm watching red zone scored 10 points today so do the math like you just don't get to see him a lot right so and when i am seeing him what are they showing me carson wentz under duress carson wentz taking a sack the offensive line not doing well. Oh, hey, here's the one shot of Terry for the day. This is it. Take it in. Take a photo. Killing me. All right. I was trying to figure out how many hurries they had. I know they only allowed two sacks today, which is really not that bad, all things considered, for the, the commandos, but
1: well, it should have been more, but Wentz, you know, does those things where he's about to go down and then he'll throw the ball like five yards. And then all yeah, right. I think he took he I know at least two, potentially three, um, you know, intentional groundings. Because he's just going down, he throws the ball. It doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage, and uh, storybook man, I hate it.
0: He's throwing the ball more, yeah, than, my, more than I can like say about my quarterback.
1: At least he's not throwing it left-handed anymore, so that's a plus.
0: There you go. All right, next up we've got the uh, Falcons and the Browns. Falcons come came away with a nice close win here, twenty-three to twenty over Cleveland. Not really too much that I took away from this game. You know, leaving the same way. I've, about the quarterbacks that I uh, came in, leaving the feeling the same way. Uh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, same thing. You know, the Falcons running game was a little interesting. You saw Tyler Algier, Caleb Huntley, Cordell Patterson all being used. I still feel like Cordell Patterson is the guy that you want to own there. I thought that he was going to be a little bit banged up, that he may not be healthy enough to play. It looks like he was able to suit up and go, so that's a nice thing. Maybe you can buy low on Patterson now, you know, now that there's been a little bit of an emergence in the in the rest of the room. Uh, With the, with the Browns, don't let Amari Cooper hurt you. Just don't fall for it. He's going to do this to you, highs and lows. Another Devonte Smith level type of uh, you know production pace here. One week he's going to make you feel all happy and you know yummy inside. The next week, doo doo. I don't know what to tell you. Don't trust him. Uh, David and Joku very safe floor for a tight end position at least so far. You know from what we've seen, feels like someone I'm safe to plug into my lineups going forward. Can't say the same thing about Kyle Pitts, who feels like now after four weeks feels like a sell candidate. Not too worried about Drake London. Was getting covered by Denzel Ward for most of the day. Denzel Ward did wind up having an interception. Better, better weeks for Drake London ahead.
1: Yep. Um, You know, I wrote down here Brissett and Mariota can't be trusted. You know, I started Mariota over Justin Fields, and I'm like, man, I feel good about this. And it it was just, it was like the same. It was like a push. uh, Yeah, but you should
0: still feel better about it. Like you made the right play. I mean, Mariota. Can typically still get to his his threats. He just didn't have the best matchup today. Like the the defense for the Browns way better than what the Falcons are going to be able to put up, and the Falcons still won. So I think I actually think that's it speaks positively towards Mariota.
1: Yeah, I guess so. It it was just so hard because I was like I expected so much more out of of Pitts and London, and neither one mm-hmm. of them had good games. So you know, yep. and, and again, you know, speaking of Pitts and London, I know you said that you sell Pitts. I'm I'm not on board yet. I I have I'll have FOMO if I sell pits and then all of a sudden he starts to do what, what we think he can do. So I'm yep. not going to sell him or London, um, you know, after this game, it just, I, I just can't do it yet. Um, you know, next week though. Talk to me next week. If Pitts has another terrible game next week, I might, I might hop that's, on the train with you. <laughs> yeah. That's, five that's weeks. That's the
0: limit. All right. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to hold you to it. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to talk some pits packages next week, next Sunday night.
1: Um, last thing on this here that, that you didn't hit on is uh, Algier. You know, he was a serviceable with a bigger load. You know, I, I think, Tyler Algier, if he's still out there on, on your waiver, go go pick him up, stash him. You know, if they really, sure. if Patterson gets hurt, I think that he could be a pretty good, uh, you know, running back to or potential flex spot for you. So if he's out mm-hmm. there, you know, I wouldn't spend a lot of fab on him by any means, but if you can grab him and put him on your bench, I would do that.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not against it. Uh, Caleb Huntley, deeper formats, same situation. He looked pretty good today when they gave him the opportunity. Obviously, like we said, Patterson is banged up a little bit still. So, if that uh, is a developing situation, those are you know nice stocks to get in on early when they're not going to cost as much as when you do see an actual you know time away injury, whatever it is, right? Yep. All right. Next up here, we've got uh, last one up here. We've got the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. This one took place in Jalea, London. Vikings with a nice nice comeback victory. The Saints yeah. they had an opportunity there to, to to tie it up. They got some double doink action going on there. With the field goal at 61 yards, they were trying to put on a nice kicking show for the old uh, actual football fans, you know, and they're in an actual football stadium, soccer, right? Had the opportunity to show up for him, but fell a little bit short. Thought we were going to get a bit of a longer game there. This is another one. No real crazy reactions. You know, Dalvin Cook was Dalvin Cook. Just didn't find the end zone. Justin Jefferson was Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen did have a nice game. Eight for 72. Feels more like sell territory. Feel like next week that could just as likely be KJ Osborne, Irv Smith, or any other any other of these roster cloggers. Uh, Even Dalvin Cook, who could do something on the ground or not in the ground, uh, catching the ball as well. Excuse me. Uh, You know, tough to do anything with these Saints running backs. Alvin Kamara will probably just come back next week and spoil us. Chris Olave seems just like the wide receiver to own for the Saints. Healthier than Michael Thomas, better than all the rest. I'm just keep it as simple as that.
1: Yep. Fully agree. We are pretty much on the same page on everything here. Uh, you know, I, I have here written down, Adam Thielen, big sell candidate in my eyes. I, I think yeah. that. Outside of Jefferson, I think it's just going to be spreading the ball around week to week. You never know which, which wide receiver is going to score, which one's going to have a better game. So I would sell Adam Thielen immediately. Um, Cook, are you concerned at all though? Because like he hasn't been super efficient, like, like we normally see him be. And it looks like this offense wants to pass the ball a little more. So I am slightly concerned on cook. Obviously I'm not going to go sell him by any means, but you know, there's, there's some concern there and you know, in, in my eyes and I just, he's just not as efficient as normal. I mean, if you told me today Dalvin Cook's going to rush for twenty or uh, t- you know have twenty attempts, I would have said, "All right, he's probably going to be hundred plus
0: yards." Right? Yeah, like one twelve, one fifteen, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, it's it's not going to kill you at seventy six, but at the same time, like you just expect more out of him. So moving mm-hmm. forward, I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned with Cook again. I'm not telling you to sell him by any means, but. I, I would definitely keep an eye on Davin Cook and, and the usage especially. And um, I think the really big benefactor is going to be how they use him in the red zone moving forward. If they're mm-hmm. giving him the opportunity to score and he isn't, that that's good, you know, that, that he's at least getting the opportunity. But if they're just going to pass the ball when they're in the red zone, I, I might look to sell Cook, you know, because you can probably get a, a pretty good amount for him. So just, you know, moving forward, definitely, definitely keep an eye on Cook. Um, and, you know, you said it. The only other thing I've written down here was another good game by Olave. He's a must start as long as Thomas is out better than Landry. And if Kamara is out again, I expect him to have a, a huge game next week as well. You know, so, mm-hmm. so, you know, Olave, uh, man, I have Olave on a team that I am stacked at wide receiver. And it's like, I, I don't know who to sit. I have Jamar Chase, Devonte Smith. Steph Diggs, Amron St. Brown, like and I have Olave sitting there on the bench, and I'm like, I I don't know who to play him. So it's like, I you know, well, would you, in
0: that situation, I would be starting a raw when healthy. Um, Who were the other two that were
1: Chase Diggs,
0: Chase? Yeah, like, yeah. Those three right there should be your priorities. Uh, and then do you 100%. have a do you have, do you have a flex?
1: Yeah, so so we yeah I have a flex, and I usually put it because it's PPR league. So I'll put Devontae oh. Smith in there. I also have Michael Pittman too. So it's like I have. I know, yeah, ten team league, but I just I would, I went, honestly, heavy?
0: honestly, in that situation, I would try to move Alave and who was the last receiver you mentioned before Edmund? Pittman? Oh, no, uh, be- a Devontae um, yeah. Devonte Smith, yeah, Devontae Smith and Alave. If, if it's redraft, if it's a redraft league, then I would definitely move those two for you know just a heavier flex piece, a, a you know a flex flex play that you really like that someone might have a little bit extra utility on their uh, on the roster.
1: Yeah, Just want to bring that up because someone might be in the same scenario where they have Olave mm. on the bench and it's like, how do you start him over those guys? But at the same time, it's like, he's, you know, we're telling you to start him. It's, it, right. it's, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard position to be in because you don't want to sit any of those guys. But at the same time, mm. it's like Olave is just having a fantastic, I, mean, I
0: honestly, I would feel good about moving Pittman and uh, not Olave. Who's the other one? Pittman and um, oh Smith. That's I right. would feel good about moving those two for something as well. Um, Pittman did not look good this week. like oh, I no. said, out caught by Alec Pierce and the tight ends have been showing up these past two weeks. and yep. you know, for looking at Jonathan Taylor's stat line from this week and last week, you would have assumed that, oh, well, Michael Pittman must have had a great game. <laughs> yeah. no, not 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 the case, not the case. Yep. all right, that was our last recap. Do you have anything else to uh, close it down with, sir?
1: No, again, just a reminder, everybody, uh, you know, don't overreact to to a lot of stuff here, especially with the tight ends that that blew up. Um, You know, don't spend too much waiver on guys that that you might only use week one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter had put out there and I can't remember who it was. It might have been Sage, actually. They put, you know, what is something that you want to tell people today? And it was on a Tuesday and a big reminder for or it was on a Wednesday. I'm sorry. A a big reminder for me is make sure you go and check the waiver wire activity. See who people dropped. You never know Mm -hmm. when someone might not feel someone's valuable, drop them and you can go pick them up for nothing. Please make sure you go in and check your waiver wire activity after waivers run.
0: Yep. I picked up uh Isaiah Pacheco in a, uh, like a $300 league today for free. See, yeah. you never know for free for, yeah. for nothing. It was today, Sunday. I was very surprised that he was there. I don't yeah. know when he was dropped, but seven for 45 tonight, the leading rusher is Clyde Edwards slair with eight for 52 and a touchdown. But, I like what I'm getting there. Uh, definitely feel like I have some safe pieces that I could drop. You know, I, I, honestly, I would feel better about holding Pacheco than JD McKissick. You know, you said you felt pretty good about him, but with Robinson coming back and Gibson already being, you know, kind of included in the passing game as well, that might be an option where I would swap Pacheco for him. So, yeah, we'll see what uh, see what we get for the rest of this game. We got Tampa down uh, behind Kansas City, 31 to 17. It looks like Tampa just got the ball and they are at their own 35. <clears throat> yep.
1: Over already hit.
0: Yep. Yep. There. Yeah. Over already hit. I just need Tampa Bay to, uh, you know, stage a comeback and I'm going to be sitting pretty. Uh, Hopefully we get a a nice close uh, to this game. Be sure to follow us on YouTube for the next two weeks. We are going to be doing a YouTube giveaway where you are going to be collecting uh, entries for a DeAndre Swift jersey giveaway. We're also giving away. Fifty dollars to the SGPN merch store. We got a lot of good stuff. We got Andrew rock, uh, rocking one of the hats tonight. Uh, we've got you know stuff that you can wear out with the fellas. You know if you need some nice you know bar attire, some something, something clever. You know, to Yo, watch where's your headband, you... man? Yeah, I know. I got to get on it. I got to get <laughs> on it. Well, you know the hair is not so long. You know I'm not hiding you know this massive forehead with this massive thing of uh, you know rug, rug of hair on my head. You know what I mean? You know, when it's, when it's a little bit shorter. I can you know do it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, giving away the jersey, all you have to do is follow us on YouTube, leave a comment on any video whatsoever, whether it's this one while we're live or anything else in our collection, take a screenshot of those two things, you following and your comment, and send it to us on Twitter at SGPNFantasy. Hit us up in the DMs. We'll be, we'll save your entry. We're going to be doing the drawing on 10-16 at kickoff 1 p.m. Eastern. So if you're in the chat right now, if you're not following already, subscribe, leave a comment. You're in, boom, done. You're, you're, you're all set to go. Uh be sure to send that us to us over on Twitter at SGPN fantasy. You can find me on Twitter at SGPN JB. Where can they uh, find you, Andrew?
1: Oh, uh, on Twitter at uh, a Rob 23. That's a R a U B two, three.
0: All right. Sounds good. Take care. Be well, everybody. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.
1: See you guys.